0: Everybody, Welcome to episode three. I'm laughing. I feel like I start every episode laughing. But Sean, <laughs> there's always something going we on. We go
1: into these episodes now like with a precursor story time that then we're like, okay, let's discuss this. We should continue this conversation when we're recording.
0: Yeah. And
1: you saw my face when we logged on. I was just like, oh.
0: So tell us, Sean, what happened this morning?
1: This Monday started off great. I had my birthday this weekend.
0: Happy birthday.
1: Thank you. Uh, uh, 33. And it was great. Like, we had a very peaceful Sunday for my birthday. Like, didn't do much. Took uh, the niece and sister-in-law to go see Wicked. It was perfect. Great. Had brunch. Then we went out to dinner. Great peaceful day. This morning, I'm in bed, and I hear Paul call from downstairs at 5 a.m., John, wake up now! Which to me, something terrible has happened. As in last time someone, like, yeah, last time he yelled that at me, it was grab your phone, call the cops. Cause some like druggie was outside of our house on our front porch, just like staring in the window. This time it was, I think Dexter's been sprayed
0: by a skunk. Dex being Sean's dog. I actually did not leave that the in the first newest episode. one. The
1: younger one of the two. Yes. So I've had him now for four years. Five years. Four years. We think he's around five-ish. I got him when he was like six months, a year old as a foster dog. He's always been a very cute terrorist. And <laughs> okay, my golden angel baby, Jojo, the good boy that faked me into thinking I could get a second dog. Right. This would never have happened to him. I run downstairs i my underwear, my glasses on, like not even awake. Paul, so Paul goes to the gym at 5 a.m. So wow. Is, so he gets up let's, and let's, whatever dog wants to go out first, go out in the backyard. There was a skunk in the middle of the yard and Dex went to go meet it. Oh boy. So Dex is foaming at the mouth and that's what happens when it gets like in their mouth and eyes. Paul's like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it got sprayed well yeah no Sherlock he's foaming and it stinks so bad so he's like 10 10 steps back from the back door i'm like i need a pair of shorts or something so he gets me a pair of shorts like i'm holding dexter outside with one arm he like helps me put pants on so i can take dex out to the front yard out of the backyard just in case the skunk is still there i was like give me my phone so i can google how to like fix this really fast not a quick fix no there's a home remedy of like hydrogen peroxide, baking soda, and dish soap, hmm. which is supposed to work, or deek skunk shampoo you can buy, which obviously we don't casually just have in our house. So we don't have hydrogen peroxide either, so Paul's at 5.30 a.m. Trying to drive around, trying to find something open. CVS <sighs> is open until 6 a.m. Kroger doesn't open until 6 a.m. So I'm just in the front without a shirt and shorts with a stinky, stinky dog at 5.30 a.m. <clears throat> just waiting for like the hydro peroxide to come back finally like at 6 30 we get it back and then we start the process of bathing him outside
0: Ugh. isn't there something with like tomato juice or something yeah that's
1: like a that's like the original back in the day old school version yeah which is still they say still works this is just better i even said while you're at it get tomato juice but who knows dexter is an outside dog all day today now oh there's no option I did uh, get some de-skunk shampoo, but it takes washings. And of course it's all in his face mainly. And everything says like, be careful around their eyes, mouth and ears. Well, where that's where I need it the most. Like I need a no tear formula of this.
0: Johnson so, like, and Johnson skunk formula.
1: <laughs> right? And the whole house smells like it.
0: Uh. Inside,
1: outside, outside smell, still, it's just around. Cause it sprayed and we have all the windows open. We kept Dex outside. It started to rain a little bit. So we put them in the like utility room when it rained, we put him back outside and I was waiting for Petco to open. So I could go get the skunk shampoo to try that on top of the home remedy. And then I was like, okay, I'll go to the gym and I'll stop by Petco. Of course. Then I go to the gym first thinking I'm okay. Then I go to Petco and the Petco lady is so sweet. She goes, Oh God, you smell like skunk. And I'm like, thank you for telling me.
0: Oh, no. So you went to the gym smelling
1: <laughs> I guess. I think it's my phone case from holding it when I, this one, because I like had my hands on Dexter, was holding my phone to Google. So I think it was my phone case, probably, probably my hand. I couldn't smell it. I thought I was okay. But you know how your nose goes blind to scent after a while? Who knows? One lady, she's like, I just had COVID, so my nose isn't good. I was like, same here. And the other like, I smell everything and you smell. I walked by, you smell like stunk. She's like, do you need another bottle of this for you guys? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I need one for us too. But of course then, we were both at, at the gym at like staggered time or whatever. So we left Dex inside in the utility room. JoJo had free reign of the house. Paul gets back first. Dex is on the couch. He yanked down the baby gate. Oh, no. So now we have couch cushions in the backyard.
0: Oh, Sean, I feel like it's going to be something every week. Because last week you were like, I've got COVID. Yeah. I had COVID
1: last week. We have a skunk (laughs) this week.
0: How are you feeling, by the way? How's the COVID doing?
1: (laughs) I feel fine other than just like, like, because I'm out of quarantine. I'm like allowed back in the real world. I had no real symptoms to start with. All I have is like allergy symptoms, which I have allergies anyways. Like, so yeah. I think that's just my allergies kicking in. I feel fine. I've been going to the gym. We've been out and about no issues. Good. So, no, I lucked out. Definitely never lost my sense of smell. That's for <laughs> sure. No,
0: that was tested. That was tested today. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know how my sound quality is this week. because I don't have my fancy microphone. So if I sound bad, I apologize, you guys. But we are in Dallas we just did our first day at teaching at the Dallas Conservatory. The kids here are great; they're so lovely, um, super talented, work really hard. But I'm like in the the little music room with my little my old school headphones, <laughs> so I have no idea what I sound like.
1: So well, you I'll probably like how later. I do all the time in my little headphones.
0: Yeah, that's okay.
1: I will say, if we ever get a sponsorship or a paid partnership for this, I will purchase a real mic. Yes. So anyone listening, if you want a real mic situation, I need a paid partnership.
0: <laughs> paid partnership. Because we're happily.
1: Take- I'm a poor artist with no shame. And I would love to improve the quality of this, of my rambling stories. I did get though a bunch of messages from our posting you know, of these things. And a lot of my friends were like, you too would have this. And then I was like, yeah, don't listen. We're just a mess. It's like, I was like, we really don't need one. We shouldn't have one, but it was requested. So we did it. And then the reply back was uh, multiple times. I would expect nothing less from you two other than messes. So this is on on brand.
0: Okay, good. Good. Yeah. I mean, because what else are we going to do? I feel like my, you know, I've been on YouTube many, many years talking about serious things. And this is the (laughs) non-serious element of what i do (laughs) and i'm happy happy to do that i know i need to put on instagram i haven't done it yet a little um topic box because the second episode went up today and i said i would do it last week when this episode goes up so i need to do that so
1: i read through the comments i also listened to the second episode okay i'm not narcissistic just so everyone knows i'm listening to our episodes to see one what we can improve upon and two literally how ridiculous we sound so i can be like i need to fix myself asap you know so i listen not because i'm narcissistic it's because i want to improve upon this Mm -hmm. and make it so it's not just like something that people like to listen to once in a while because it's enjoyable and like ridiculous but it's something we can move forward with Mm -hmm. like real topics
0: yeah real topics and reason what did you think of last week
1: it was good it was i thought it was good you're, like I said, your editing skills make us sound real good.
0: Last week, we talked about gymnastics. Like that was our, our big one. We had a request actually from a listener. I'm going to summarize. She wants to know more about the difference between like dancing on stage and like singing and speaking on stage. Like what was that like for the first time? Because like I've done it too. I've done a musical. And sing, singing and speaking for the first time for a ballet dancer is literally like you might as well put me out there speaking French. Like it's, it's just such a foreign thing.
1: But was it worse for you in rehearsal than for shows?
0: Yeah, probably actually. The first time in rehearsal was like, what, what planet have I landed on? Having to open my mouth and something like <laughs> come out sounding decent was terrifying.
1: Terrifying. Yeah, I hated having to do it in rehearsals more than it because that, I'm very self-conscious with my peers that I know are highly judgmental mm-hmm. and knowing that I'm not a, theater, a thespian yeah and I'm like I was a complete fraud the rehearsal process was much more stressful and not as smooth going as the shows were for me a show is much better when I don't know anyone out there and I'm and I like well I'm supposed to be doing this it's fine and yeah the
0: soundboard guy has you yeah The speaking actually was, I actually wasn't bad with speaking, Um, like the acting point, it was just the singing, like having to sing, and I was hired, it was a small musical, it was like off, off Broadway, and I was hired because I was a ballet dancer, I was playing a ballet dancer. So, at least I had that going for me, that then I did this like big four minute solo later on that people was like, oh, that's why she was hired, but like, it was terrifying just having to stand at the piano luckily i can i might not sound the best but i can stay on key you give me one key and i can stay like one note and i can stay on it but like i don't know scary what like how much singing did you do in phantom
1: well for phantom i sung a a lot
0: and that's like legit that's not that's like not full-on opera but it's it's more than different shows
1: yeah it's a little more it's very stylized to sound operatic. So for Phantom, I sang all of opening Hannibal opera with them at, when I was not the solo dancer track, but I was doing like the normal theater actor track that you're like a soldier in the back. And Phantom was much worse than West Side because Phantom you're put, I was always put between baritone or a bass and then a tenor, which is fine, which is where I would sit normally. So I never was ever beside someone that I was supposed to sing the same line with which normal people that's fine but like I'm not good at harmonizing like I like I want to match so I would either like drop out or I would like falsetto up sometimes
0: yeah (laughs) but they
1: know and you get called out on it because you're all Mike they're like hey you kind of were dropping out there and I was like yeah I know look who you put me beside
0: yeah. You're like, I'm right? here for the dancing. Thanks. Yeah. And then we
1: do we do all the offstage singing for like all like The Phantom chorus for the pre-recorded track when they when they go down into the lair, we do all the offstage singing for that as well.
0: Yeah, spoiler. Some of it's pre-recorded.
1: Only one track. Only the main title track in Phantom is pre-recorded. It's the biggest non-secret secret on Broadway.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's fine. It's because of what we're doing. I was a Phantom double, so half the time you saw The Phantom it was me. Then it was the real Phantom. Then it was me or the other dancer boy again, with fake Christines because of everything. And then you sing Masquerade, all of Masquerade the whole time. That was also sucky because you were, I was put between Carlotta's understudy. I think I had a bass around me or a baritone. I just remember for Phantom, I always falsettoed up for the final big masquerade chorus. During the actual opening of Masquerade and the middle trunk i was around the dancers and other tenors so i felt comfortable but when you rehearse by yourself it's a little stressful yeah when it's just like okay we're teaching you sean this one spot go (laughs) i'm like okay but west side was worse than phantom
0: yeah i could see that
1: because it wasn't as definitive as like dancer track singer track. it was like jets sharks that's it yeah and within that, you you could tell who was hired for what strength or, or what we were had, having to do. But I still understudied riff mm-hmm. and was supposed to understudy Tony, but that failed. So I remember going into like the first jet rehearsal, like just music rehearsal of all the jets. Also, when you do Westside, everyone else in the cast has already, already done it somewhere else. I've never heard the music in my life other than the actual music notes. So I learned the whole entire show from the CD, mm. the cast recording. That's how I taught myself how, how to sing West Side. Yeah. But I remember being in that jet and I was like, oh boy, this is not what I expected and I'm stressed. And then he was like one by one putting us in different lines so he had us uh, singing different pitches around and I was like, uh, and I'm nervous and I know how I work when I'm nervous. That's not good. And I'm like, I know I can do Like jet song is easy, but in the moment you're just like, hesitant and scared so you're not on because you're like holding back and you're tense and tight but when i did my riff stuff it was way better it was me and just the other riff understudy uh he'd already done it i knew i could sing it already so i could just be more comfortable and it was fine and then during the show it was really easy
0: i remember doing what we talked about on the very first episode the west side story suite and we talked about how only anita and rosalia rosalia is that her name mm mm-hmm. And Riff sang, but because it was a revival and the company hadn't done it in a while, we all had to audition because they simply didn't know who could sing and who couldn't. So one by one, we went in the studio with JP Froelich and I think it was Jennifer Ringer and like another ballet master because Jenny had done it a million times. She can sing and she's great. And we all had to one by one say, people were coming up crying. Like it was just the most traumatizing. Traumatizing thing in the world. Yeah, <laughs> just because we're all baller, like literally professional ballerinas. Like we were just like, this is not what we trained to do. Like it was
1: oh. at PNB. Not all of us had to do it. It was just the people that Peter wanted to possibly cast in the roles or thought. So it was like, I mean, a lot of the girls went because the four America girls also have to sing.
0: Mm-hmm. But they're not mics though. I don't think they're Mike's Yeah,
1: they're not Mike. But so all the women. Or most almost, I think almost all the women went in to go sing. Only a handful of the men went in, just like the ones that were gonna do riff. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like it was just a, a few, which I found out here at Valley Met, it's on the books, allegedly. A lot of things are always on the books in Ballet Company. I don't mm-hmm. believe anything until it I'm in the rehearsal for it. Agreed. <laughs> it's like it's like a contract. <laughs> yeah. Or like or like a payment. I'm like, that's not a how much you can pay for this gig. I won't know until the check clears. Right. Just, just to be safe. Just, but yeah. it's on the books. And we, uh, I guess Edward had brought up because Caitlin called me out and said Sean sings in a rehearsal. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, that's good because, you know, we want to do West Side Story. The trust has to come audition people. So you'll probably do riff. And then Caitlin's like, Sean's already done riff.
0: Yeah, yeah, Sean's done it. It's fine. Um, and that's what also people don't know is for ba- these ballets, especially West Side story, they have to come approve it. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough dancers who can sing. They don't do it. Yeah. I mean, there are singers in the pit. I think there are, what, five or six in the pit? But, like, you still have to have dancers who can sing. Do we even have singers in the pit? We did for America. There's, like, five female vocalists in the pit. I don't think we did. Really? Oh wow. No, we didn't. I don't think we
1: did it. <laughs> I the only singers we had in the pit were the tenor soloist and the soprano soloist for somewhere.
0: Mm. No, we had we had full America in the pit and we had the two soloists. Mm. Oh that's interesting.
1: I, yeah, because I remember it was a like cool like one of our pianists was a singer soloist because she was a singer. We and we like wanted to support her. It was like really cool she was like a part of our Cause she also did the Carmina soprano solos for Carmina Burana. It was really, really mm. special. Um, yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't have pit singers.
0: Wow. Oh yeah. Oh no, we did. We totally. Did. We, <laughs> we totally did for America, did. and we
1: didn't have it for Cool either. We all had to do it. That's probably why. That maybe because they just auditioned all the girls, and we were fine. Mm-hmm. Were well, our four girls might they might have been because some of our America girls swapped into Anita or swapped into Rosalita when they weren't the four America girls. Mm. like how the casting rotated maybe i don't know huh. yeah so that's singing and I hate it in rehearsal
0: it's really it's it's such a difficult thing and if you're not a dancer like we're literally trained in a way that we do not speak like we don't speak in class you don't speak, it's just you you totally it's 100 percent physical and so then to have to open your mouth and either speak or say, it's just very weird it's very weird um and I think one of the reasons I actually got good at speaking and public speaking, I'm very good at public speaking actually, is YouTube. I was like terribly shy beforehand. I was terribly like I didn't and then since YouTube, like you can throw me out on a stage and I'll speak. It's fine. Not sing, but speak. like I'm fine speaking. So it was like when we did the Kansas thing and I got the award there at Nutcracker. Yeah. The you one you blind, took away from the mayor. <laughs> Yeah. I took from the mirror and um, yeah, I had no problem. They're like, you, you know, you're gonna have to make a speech. I'm like, okay, I'm good. (laughs) Whatever. So, or like when I host YAGP award ceremonies, if we're running behind or something, they're like, they're in the wing, like just make it up, do something, do something. And so you just go.
1: Yeah. I'm not so bad with it anymore. I got, I remember when I was at PNB, they do this show called discover dance, which is like an outreach show, like a school show. And we always, there was always a host and then they would, they would do excerpts from different ballets. So then the host would speak, talk about it a little bit between things. And it used to be Nick Ade. He did it for a long time. And then before that was someone else. And then my last two years, I did it. I was asked to do it. So oh, I did.
0: Nice.
1: So I hosted Discover Dance a few times, which was fun. And then I'm always asked to do like for your post-show stuff. Because you know how some people are just a little more comfortable. Yes. Than others. So yes then there's always those go-to people. And I know here, like, I'm, like, one of the go-to ones as well for things, yeah. which is fine. I appreciate that's like, it. That's like
0: Danny Albrecht at City Valley. Danny can get out there and just go, like, no plan. Just go with it. And you think he's the most prepared person in the world when he's just like, nope, we're doing this, winging it. He's he's really good at it. Um, I feel like John Stafford was always called to speak to and he was a dancer. And now it's coming in handy. Oh,
1: probably. Because I could see he probably was very just, like, Calm. Yes. Spoke very clearly.
0: Very eloquent.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was a. It's. It's a thing that if you can do it, you guys. If you want to be a dancer, also have that in your back pocket.
1: It's so beneficial because that's like as a dancer, like you have to be able to converse and schmooze and stuff because like our art form is poor. Like we're not funded by the government here. We don't have huge things. So like a lot of the connections that. Creates arts funding is through post or pre-performance discussions outreach conversations right donor events when you're having to mingle it's so important to be able to just comfortably speak
0: yeah so don't don't think just because you're a dancer you'll never have to open your mouth on stage oh yeah but anyway yeah that's we're here in dallas currently just taught this morning i'm teaching them some of the variations from divert Number oh, 15. and i just have now realized i did the third girl the slow one how much easier hers is than everybody else's <laughs> she's literally the third girl like has the best show because she's just like dah, dah, dah. like it's super easy and then the other ones are like what day
1: is that the arabesque one that's like it's like whack and arabesque and done and then like you come forward
0: no that's the fourth girl oh this one's just like a e, Facet, se arabes suit and new and pose and little turned in posses and like she's really pretty and teaching it like i was like oh yeah i had it good because <laughs> i was supposed to do the first one if anybody's had not ever seen it's balancing ballet divertimento no. number 15 and there's five principal women and three men and they're all in yellow tutus and they, they look like cupcake pastries they're really pretty And there are five girls soloists and each girl does a variation and mine by far is the easiest one. And I was supposed to do the first girl, which is the most awkward. And I got bumped to third, which was great because it is, it's a hard ballet. Ballet West Academy just did it too. And I I remember sitting there watching it, going, this is, this is rough. (laughs) This is rough. They were beautiful, but like it's so hard, so hard. But anyway, that's what I taught them this morning um And so Chris is teaching a couple of the other ones, so it's like every class is like learning one of the solos. You
1: no, know, divert's always nice to teach. I think. Yeah, I've never done it. I wish I had, but I've never done it because when I joined PNB, Peter made it was like a list of ballets he did not think were company ballets. So like hmm. Stars and Stripes, Western, divert, those were all just like school ballets. Interesting. So like PD like the PD did it for school show. Like they did Western, Stars and Stripes, divert. But the company previously did it all the time with Kent Francia. We have tons of those photos. Um, and then when I came here, we haven't done it yet. I would love to do it. I think it'd be really stunning. It'd be fun. I've seen all the variations. and like, I learned a couple of them.
0: Yeah. And especially if you do multiple casts, that's a lot of opportunities. Yeah. It's like five women per cast to get a solo and essentially three men, even though the, the two of the men do a duet. But like, it's a lot of opportunities, I think for people to dance. It's a, it's a good one. Western though. I feel like I've done Western more than any other ballet on the planet. That was my workshop ballet. I did two casts of it at city ballet. Cause somebody went out and, and Peter was like, Oh, that was your workshop ballet. Let's put you in. So I ended up doing it with Albert Evans. which was lovely. And really? Matrix, yeah, I got to do it with Albert. Yeah. It was supposed you must to be... have
1: been a
0: baby that time. I was a baby. I was, it was literally my first or second year in the company and somebody went out and Megan Fairchild and I are standing there. She was first cast, I was second cast. And we're standing there looking at the list with Peter. And he's like, I don't know what, you know, this is Katie's first time and I can't bump her early. And Megan was like, no, she did it for workshop. And Peter looked at me and was like, oh yeah, you did. Great, you'll do all the casts." So I did like 14 shows of Western, however many times it went, I think it was like six. Three with Albert, three with Adam Hendrickson. Uh, point B: I've done Western movement. I think Second, The Dream Girl.
1: Okay, that's the slow one, right?
0: Yeah, it's the slow. If it's slow, it's probably me. (laughs) So She's the only one that doesn't have to wear black tights and black shoes. So you get to wear like pink tights, pink shoes, which is really nice. Cause I don't know if anybody knows this, but whenever you dye your point shoes, it warps them. And it's very difficult to dance in. And so I was like, oh, my normal shoes. But yeah, I did that a thousand million times. Western, Western 70, it's a fun one. I want to do fourth, but I'm too short. Like there's no way.
1: <laughs> and third one's the one they cut.
0: Yes, third movement has been cut.
1: We did it, when PNB did it, they did it.
0: And we did it for a workshop. SAB did it for a workshop, but third movement I think is almost too hard.
1: Yeah, I don't think most women can, most companies have women that can do the steps. Or I think it was like Carrie Emler and stuff that did it at PNB. I think we did it, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure I yeah. think once or twice PNB had third movement.
0: I think um, Jan Burkhardt, who's now with Carolina Ballet, she did it with Masahiro. And it's third has been cut, I think, because it's just so hard. And it's just, yeah. like, stupid difficult. I think the woman does, like, 32 seasons or something. Like, it's just it's just dumb hard. Um, so they just cut it. And so there's this random couple that comes on in the last movement in, like, yellow. And people are like, who are they? Because <laughs> they're they're the third movement that was cut. But they're still in the finale.
1: I feel like nowadays everyone can do that third movement spot though. Probably. You know, like everyone has a company that at least two, they have two really solid, like strong beast women, you know, because I feel now like in ballet, there's not as many like men and women steps per se. Yeah. Which I, you know, it's like, like we have girls here that can do double awesome plays.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: And it's like a man has to have 90 degree arabesque just as much as a woman does now, you know, and extend getting their extension higher and women have to now do ceases. And it's because we've all like upped our physical abilities. Just like any athletic sport. Like look at the Olympics. Look at what the standard used to be yeah, and what it is now.
0: Yeah. That's like Nathan Chen in figure skating, doing like six quads. When before it was like, he has a quad in his program. Now he's like, oh, I do six. It's like, it's just the evolution of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you literally... Genetically picked people made to do something—you're gonna keep on pushing limits, totally, which makes it more exciting.
0: Oh yeah, I think so. I think it has to. Otherwise, like with ballet, the posses would still be at your ankle, and like the extensions would still be low. You know, you just—it has to gradually. And if you
1: ABT uh, Sleeping Beauty—they they are. That's true.
0: I don't know why I do anyway. I <laughs> will leave that. That is
1: there. a historical artistic decision. Yeah. That I can understand,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I do not agree with.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it's a tribute, but it's also 2022, 2020, or whenever they did it. but yeah. So how was your birthday, Sean?
1: It was good. It was peaceful. I mean, it was it was great. Uh, I sh- my little nephew here's birthday is the third of June, and mine's like two days later. So we celebrate together. Um, so like on Saturday. It was just a little birthday party for us that we do with cake and our balloons. That's cute. Yeah, pretty peaceful. Yeah, and your
0: birthday is my parents' wedding anniversary. So happy anniversary to my parents, 47 years.
1: Which I had no clue. Yeah,
0: I didn't either. I had no idea. I thought you were late. See, I always thought you were later in June. Like, I don't know why I could never remember exactly when you were. I knew you were in June. I just couldn't remember when. I always get it wrong.
1: Because I don't tell anyone my birthday, that's why. No one knows my birthday, I just don't care. I don't care about it. So no one, I'm just like, oh yeah, that happened. (laughs) You probably think it's end of June. That's probably when you realized Yeah. I aged a year because someone might, I probably said a number and then you're like, wait, what? I'm like, oh yeah, my birthday happened.
0: And now we're the same age for two months. Yeah. Because I'll be 34 in August.
1: I'll be 34 in June. Great. (laughs) All the same.
0: All the same. (laughs) Oh, uh, the same well that's good i'm glad you had a good birthday chris had his bachelor party this weekend that went really well um and then he they in? Did, they went no they went, they? they went to vegas they went to vegas and they did full like i have pictures it's adorable full suits tuxes bow ties the whole thing the first yo yeah that's how chris does vegas oh like most people do vegas and get trash chris goes and dresses up in full tux top hat like the whole thing it's it was they looked fabulous. They really did. Um, and went on. Where the did town they go day. for that? Oh, I that's see. how they
1: went out. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's a good bachelor party, uh, theme.
0: Yeah. I think they went to the Rat Pack show. So that was what they were going for. Okay. So, um, but he had a good time and then he flew directly here to teach.
1: Are you guys there just for this weekend or for the week?
0: For the week we're here till Friday. So we do five days here. Um, and then we go back and move. We literally moved to California next week. So I'm a little stressed. <laughs> I'm a That'd little stressed. The other news of the week, which is so random and exciting, we get this email um, from this woman who to the ballet school. She wants to donate her late husband's baby grand piano. So we're getting a Baby Grand Yamaha baby grand piano donated to the school. I'm very excited because I play. So I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Cause that's like, those things are like $30,000. Like they're, yeah, they're ex- crazy. Yeah. So yeah, we just have to pay to have it moved. And I'm like, great, I'll pay for it. I don't care. That's huge. So we're in the it.
1: area or somewhere else? Mm-hmm.
0: From the area. She just contacted, she's like, hi, I'd really like to donate my late husband's baby grant to somebody who, you know, I think you guys will appreciate it. So we're like, yes, please
1: nice because do you guys use an accompanist there for rehearsals or for classes
0: ever not currently but i think now that could be a total possibility because it is if you're not a dancer live class accompaniment is so nice yeah it's so nice as a teacher as a dancer like there's nothing like it well
1: because then you're not just making something that fits that soundtrack yeah like combinations can be strategic they can be more beneficial. Also rehearsals, way better to live music because then you're not used to that exact track or whatever. You have to kind of hear the music more, count it, listen while you're dancing instead of just going autopilot.
0: Yeah, it's it's so nice. And just to be able to you know, as the teacher to just say, okay, thank you. Instead of having to go over to the thing, press pause. I mean, a lot of people do it with Apple watches now, but I don't have an Apple watch, but like go to the thing, press pause, find the new track. You can just give the combination without.
1: Yeah. You save so much time. Oh yeah. And then you're like, oh, no, we can do it a little faster this time. Let's go, let's slow it down or. Yeah. Or like pirouettes. I hate making pirouette combinations from a CD.
0: Yep. Too slow, too fast. No in between.
1: Right. It's just nothing as a good either not a good measure like not a good time signature for it or the vibe i want it's just i'm like pirouettes is the
0: worst yeah i feel like traveling turns too like it's just it does either too slow too fast doesn't work Mm -hmm. i don't know and then you can just say to the pianist coda please and they've got it
1: just mix it up It's, it's great
0: yeah So that happened. And I'm like, I feel like I've won the lottery because it's always been a dream of mine to have a baby grant. I mean, I had one when I was younger. It was a birthday present. And then when I moved to New York in later years, my parents were like, we don't need this. So they sold it. Um, And I haven't had one since. So this is like, I'm like super stoked. (laughs) Like, thank you so much. Like, I just wrote her this like, oh my gosh, you have no idea, blah, blah, blah. Email. Hey, it's people like that that we
1: need so many more of to yeah. help the arts yeah just keep going
0: yeah she was like it's sitting in my storage unit
1: it's not even like out on display
0: no it's in a storage unit she's like i don't play it's my husband's so i was like i'll take it <laughs> that's that was the big news of my week other than getting the house ready to we're show the real estate agent is showing it this week while we're gone. so i like made sure it looked as clean and as big as possible because that's what people want you know yeah so that was my weekend and I had a girls, I did have a girls weekend with my two of my bridesmaids on Friday, went to tea, did the whole thing. And then Saturday I spent cleaning the house and <laughs> organizing, the, even though boxes are everywhere, you know, you like stack them and make them look decent. So well,
1: that's like that now amazing. here, they're, they're asking people in the area here because the market's so crazy in Columbus, pretty much move out, just move out, move your stuff out somewhere because we want like nothing. They want to look like no one lives here pretty much other than two things. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what happened to the days when, like, as the buyer, you could ask to have them fix things or whatever, but now it's, it's, those days are gone. Yep. This week I have coming up, I have the gymnastics teaching that starts oh. on Wednesday. Okay. So nothing to report yet. Okay. Um,
0: we look forward to that.
1: But next week, next week I'll have stuff.
0: So you guys done, you're done, right? I mm-hmm.
1: We're done until August 8th. Oh. Then we come back. We're starting okay. earlier. We actually have like a pro, an outdoor program at an amphitheater um, up in New Albany, like for just a different market.
0: What's on the season? Why not? Um,
1: we are doing uh, a mixed bill first, like a big, uh, which we'll do Edward Liang's tributary, which is done to the etudes music, etudes, 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 etudes. Well, it's, it's like the etudes music, white tutus, the men are in white, gray like, doublets. It's very similar to, to Intune's look. And then we're doing his ballet called Memorations, which he originally did on Houston Ballet. And then we do Dracula, the one that someone made on Ballet Met a while ago. I guess it's based off the Dracula movie. Oh, interesting. And, like, not just, like, the original story. So, then we'll do Nutcracker and then we'll do Dorothy and the Prince of Oz. Oh, it's okay. one of Edward's ball- big ballets he made. And then... What are we after that? Let me do a mixed bill with people I don't know. Because I'm not a ballet nerd. I know no names, new works. And then we'll end with Edward's new Swan Lake. Ooh. I'm just hoping to go back to my Neapolitan spot. I love a good Neapolitan.
0: <laughs> you might do Benno. You might even do the Prince, though. I could see you doing Prince.
1: No, I won't do that here. It will be Miguel and David.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. No, no. You can do Benno. But I like my little Neapolitan third act spot. It's fast. It's fun. It's cheerful. It's a good little princess track. <laughs> it's puffy for no reason. And it's, everyone loves it. It's a little playful thing. That's what I used to do at PNB. I did the Neapolitan couple and then I did Principal Shardas. Oh. So I'm hoping for a Neapol. I'm always the biggest little boy around. <laughs> I'm either the biggest little boy or the littlest big boy. I'm always a drastic difference from everyone else in my spots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and this is why it's funny you and I work so well together, but you like the fast and happy stuff. I'm like, no, slow it down. Give me something dramatic. Like we, (laughs) our strengths are actually quite different, but it works. Yeah,
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I can, I can do both, but I like to move faster. It's easier for me.
0: I remember doing Peter's Swan Lake, Peter Martin's Swan Lake, and I did potatois. And he has a pot of cot in the ball scene. It's like the first thing. It's not music that's not really used. And it's just like stupid hard. And just every awkward, like every, there's three girls and a boy and it's the hardest variations. And I had to do like Breeze a land on point. Like it was just, and I literally was just like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like what, what possessed you to get through this? And I remember Swan Lake going right after I had de- debuted Aurora. And Tyler Angle was in the audience and he was like you looked like the most joyous person I've ever seen in my life because all you could he's literally what was the expression on your face was this is not Aurora this is not Aurora <laughs> so you looked so calm and so unstressed because <laughs> you know, I mean if you
1: go from doing Aurora to just doing like the pas de toi, which is already a hard thing but comparatively you're like I can do it my friend Derek from uh Joffrey Ballet like you can do anything for two minutes. Why are you like, yeah, holding back? I'm like true, yeah. So it's like you can do it pot de trois for the ten, five, 10 minutes. It does its little dance total off and yeah. on. Like, and I
0: was the easy girl, which is the second girl, because she gets a break.
1: Is that the one that's like dun 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 dun, 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 yeah. dun. that one?
0: Yeah, she like literally is backstage twidd- twiddling her thumbs, like <laughs> just like okay. So I can't remember who I did it with. I think I did it with no. I did it with Robbie. I did it with Robbie. I don't know if I ever told you this story because Justin Timberlake was at the show.
1: You did tell me that you said Justin Timberlake. Yes. I remember you told me that you Justin was at the show.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I've told everybody this. So let me tell you this story. Robbie and I are doing potatois with who was it Gretchen Smith, I think. And we're getting ready for the show. And next to the costume room huddled in a corner backstage is Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. And I literally did a double take. And I was like, wait, you know, it's one of those moments that it's like, I know who these people are, but they're in the wrong place. Like, why are you here? It's so Robbie and I kept finding reasons to walk back and forth. Like, what else, what, why else do we need to go in the costume room? Like, do you need to, do you need to get your thing checked? Okay. Yeah. So we'd walk and walk back and then the water fountain and walk, back. Like, we kept finding reasons because they were at the show and I guess they didn't want to cause a scene. And so they were waiting back, literally like huddled, not talking to anyone, not making eye contact. It was almost kind of bizarre. But yeah, that's my potatois story.
1: You used to have random shows that used to match up with celebrity meetings.
0: Oh, there's more. <laughs> there's more. They'll come out. <laughs> Stories will come out. Well, thanks, Sean. This was another lovely episode. Our time goes so fast.
1: How long was this one?
0: This, we've been on Zoom for 54 minutes. I don't know if the episode will be that long, but.
1: Oh, that seems to be like our, our natural mm-hmm. stop point.
0: Yeah, about 45 minutes. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to go right now to Instagram and put a little chat box. And so we'll have topics for next week.
1: I even went through the comments to see if anyone wrote comments in them. I even read, I saw there was a comment on our like podcast streaming on the Apple podcast thing. It was just a very nice review. There was no, I want to hear this, but I even looked to see if there was anything.
0: And if you guys could give us a review on Spotify or Apple podcasts, it'll boost us a little bit. Although we're number two somewhere. What was it belarus or something <laughs> There's,
1: I, yeah I yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and where's another one N- my home country of norway we're listed in the top five i think there we're 15 in the u.s
0: yeah in arts 15 in arts in the u.s but still
1: yeah it's kind of no, awesome
0: so if you guys could rank us <laughs> give us a good review we'd really appreciate it <laughs> and you can follow us on social media you can follow sean what's your handle sean on instagram
1: just s rolofsson Oh, I almost sent my email. It, my Instagram is just S. Rolipson. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, S. Rolipson is all my stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you want consistency, <laughs> except for TikTok. Someone else has Stephanie Rolipson, the only other person I've ever read with my last name, spelt my way. Already has S. Rollinson on TikTok. Oh. I was too late to the cool, fun talk game.
0: I know, you tried to get me on TikTok. I really haven't done it.
1: I don't really ever do it that much here or there. I posted the skunking on TikTok today and my reels because I was bathing Dexter at 6.30 in the morning in the backyard. (sighs) And he just looked like he was soaking wet and all soapy. And his face was just like pure regret for his decision. Oh my
0: gosh.
1: As Paul is on the deck far away.
0: (laughs) Taking photos.
1: (laughs) Took a couple photos. He's like, you're gonna have to do this again two more times today at least. I'm like, gotcha.
0: I put your Urban Outfitters comment on TikTok. That's what started me on TikTok. Our, from our dressing room Oh yeah. Vlogmas. Why
1: waste money to look homeless?
0: If you miss Vlogmas, why waste money to look homeless? Urban Outfitters, Sean came up with that. Something is somehow it related to ballet. I can't remember how, <laughs> just remember
1: that. I have no clue the context of that sentence. I remember the sentence. It's when I, me, me and Kaylee have said for years, but I don't know how I, why I used it then I or know. something. must have been something.
0: I don't know. But anyway, thanks again for listening, you guys. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, and, thanks uh, for sticking with us. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye.